0: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. Travel Safely is presented by Applied Information, creator of the Travel Safely smartphone app. This special edition of Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan features an installment from a limited series called Coping with COVID. Hosted by Brian Mulligan, the president of Applied Information... Coping with COVID shares the stories and successes of people and organizations during these unprecedented times of dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Hello and welcome to Coping with COVID. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan. On this program, we'll help tell the stories and share the successes of people and organizations as we all deal with this COVID-19 pandemic. Our focus is on keeping people safe, but at the same time, re-energizing the economy we can't do just one or the other we have to do both Uh, our guest today is frank Bieler, ceo of phase family center in alpharetta uh, an organization dedicated to shaping the future by building communities and among millennial families frank welcome to the show Ah, thank you i'm really excited to be here with you tell us a bit about the 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 organization and how you came to be here in Atlanta doing what you're doing sure so at the end of the day this whole idea
1: of gather with friends shape the future we really felt like there was some space for improvement when it came to preschool space both in the learning environment how teachers are trained and developed and what partnership with parents looks like and so when we saw that gap specifically with a younger generation that's having kids later in life And so they're making decisions a little differently. Um, They're looking for something a little different than maybe what the model used to be. So there was a, a pivot necessary right out the gate. And so we came with a new model, and then we actually decided to develop a co-working model to go alongside of it. We're the largest co-working operation in the nation with on-site licensed child care.
0: What's so what, is, could, what does co-working so mean? So
1: co-working, like we work, so it's that shared office space, that subscription office, okay. a place, that common area where you pay a fee, you have access to conference rooms, and a receptionist okay. and whatnot. So you have this office space that gives you that flexibility to grow in your business, and so there was that, but no one really wanted to take that and merge that with children, and and even though they're in separate spaces, so here I am going to work one place. I'm taking my kids somewhere else. Could we give the benefits of a large corporation environment where they have a you know fitness facility or childcare facility? Could we
0: merge it together? Oh wow! Did, did you come at this from? A- from the perspective of a businessman or as a perspective of an educator? What's, oh, what's your gosh. sort of background? Uh,
1: so yes would be the answer. So I'm an ex-insurance guy, president of a firm. We operated in 47 states. So I have that business acumen and passion for that. But then I saw a gap of how uh, families could be served. So I come out of the church world as well, where I was overseeing 17 locations at a mega church with all these kids and volunteers. And there was just this need being developed over here in family space. And I had this passion with this business acumen. I was like, can I smash these two worlds together and really meet a need in a community?
0: Yeah, we've got quite a lot in common there because you know, our, our business also has this real you know, social responsibility yeah. side of trying to make a, a better life for us all. Yeah. In, in the future, and then came along COVID. So oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> talk us through what you happened and how you guys have survived all that and what, what you're gonna be doing. Sure, so we're watching
1: the news like everybody else, trying to make the best decisions with limited information and uh, being overwhelmed with the same statements over and over again. So we, uh, in mid-March, did what uh, kind of our nation did, which was to slow the spread. Everybody stopped for two weeks. That'll be the beginning of this. So we closed for two weeks. We decided we were gonna pay our teachers through that. We were gonna still send out educational messages to families and we were gonna make it. But the challenge was those two weeks became two months. And then after two months, suddenly there's all these new regulations to even be able to open our business and what that could look like on caring for kids and families.
0: And, and so you've, uh, my any, is you've moved uh you know away from the direct in person model to a hybrid model is that fair to characterize oh, yeah well, well, so, so how, <laughs> how, how do you how do you a get education to the kids how do you get socializing to the kids how yeah. do you how do you uh keep the parents engaged, Sure. tell us some war stories about all of
1: that. Great question, so it's complicated because our preschool opened first so we're taking care of infants and toddlers and three-year-olds are trying to educate them and have teachers but now parents aren't allowed in the building and they have to wear masks when they come to the front door to get their kids so suddenly the relationship the natural interaction that happened between teachers and parents kind of got interfered with as part of the protocols of keeping kids safe. So we have teachers running around with masks all day, kids, younger kids, not wearing masks, but keeping them clean and safe and doing all that. But having to use apps and technology to keep the communication between teachers and parents on a daily basis, a minimum of three to five messages per day going to parents from the teachers so we can keep that interaction of both information and relationship. Well, in the midst of that, we were planning on kids going back to school this fall, these elementary age kids, and then suddenly the decision was made, not right now, right? right. And so uh, suddenly there was this huge need by families to say, we don't know how to home educate our kids, we don't know how to use this technology, and or I've got to work. I can't sit there all day and log my kindergartner in five classes, scheduled times, and get them to learn how to use Zoom. And so we opened something called on-site support for distance learning, a huge pivot for us. This didn't exist. This wasn't sure. a thing, right? <laughs> and so we had uh, preschool and then we usually did after school. We go pick up kids from an elementary school and take care of them in the afternoon. Suddenly we're the in-between. So kids come with their technology we help them get logged in. They connect with their teachers, part of the Fulton County school system. And then we have educators on site helping with homework and helping them navigate the technology in a one to 10 ratio. So we went from having zero kids in a, in a distance support program to suddenly having 150 new kids getting dropped off every day that needed this support so parents could work or navigate other things in life.
0: Oh wow, so you actually collaborate effectively Uh, with the Fulton County school system that the educators are still in the original classrooms, but you're providing the support environment that enables that to be maximized.
1: That's exactly right, and the first couple weeks were tough. You know, sixth through ninth graders, they understood Zoom or Microsoft Teams, so they were doing fine. But suddenly you had kindergartners through second graders that are used to an iPad with some games on it, and now they have a Chromebook and a mouse, and they can't swipe on the screen anymore, and helping them navigate all that was Quite a challenge for all of us. The educators on the other side of the screen in Fulton County, for us, for our on-site educators. But honestly, uh, five to seven school days in, we started to find that rhythm, and suddenly, I think it ended up being a great partnership.
0: And 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 so, the, is this a formal partnership, or is just effectively you, as a private sector company, are just saying we're just going to do a better job of helping educate your kids? You yeah. In other words, just selling to the parents. You're not private, selling private to the
1: Private sector. Car. We're partnering with parents. Going, we know that some of you just certainly aren't in a position. Maybe you've got to go into work. Maybe you're an essential worker. You can't. It was different in the spring. When schools started to close, everything was um, asynchronous in the education. You logged in when you could. You watched videos yeah. or whatever you could do at nighttime, whatever. But suddenly, when school went back this fall, um, you had an 8 a.m. start time and a 9 o'clock class and 11 o'clock class. So suddenly, that didn't line up with people, even if they were working remotely, their schedule for work. So the parents needed some support. And we filled the program in less than two weeks from something that didn't exist, didn't even have terminology around it. So sure. launching the program and meeting a need and filling it and creating a wait list within two
0: weeks. How, how, how do you go to market? I mean, was it this word of mouth from parent to parent or?
1: You know, we notified our current parents first. We gave hmm. them first dibs if they had an elementary school kid. But I'll tell you what I did was I bought the keywords that I saw the school systems talking about. So in Facebook and Instagram, when they said on-site support, when they said distance learning, I waited on them to announce the words universal remote learning, whatever keywords they had. And the fact was, we had already started developing the program before the final announcement was made that they weren't going to have school. So we were the very first to market. The day that they announced it, that night at 6 p.m., we had a full website with pricing and enrollment. Wow, well, that, I mean,
0: that's a fantastic story and, and why it's a fantastic story is that's what entrepreneurial success yes. is all about. Uh, it's developing the product at the right time and it doesn't matter what the product is, whether it's technical widgets like, like we make or distance learning to have the right product at the right time uh, is, is what it's about. One of the things that uh, you know, our research shows is that um, this is going to be with us for a while. Uh, talking about norm- normalcy returning, you know, perhaps at the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. So, so we're in this for a while. So I'm a big collaborative guy, and uh, the, the, there must be potential to collaborate with the, um, with the Fulton County system. Mm-hmm. But I understand how hard it, we sell to the government. Sure. I understand exactly how hard. It. If you had to look in that camera over there and say, just one thing to the Fulton County school system about collaboration, mm-hmm. what, that, what might that be?
1: I would say that parents need some clarity uh, for sure on how to actually implement it at home. Fulton County did a great job of rolling out systems and having the links and having everything ready and the educator on the other side of the screen, but Fulton County had to figure out a way, and maybe they couldn't feel the weight of going, but what if that can't happen on the other side? What if the parent can't stay home? What's done then? And so no one reached out to my organization To say how can you help us so we saw the need and stepped in i'm for sure that the fulton county leaders saw the need that was going to be created but it just like the ymcas and the other organizations that could have come alongside kind of had a late go at at trying to figure out how to come alongside parents they didn't have the information kind of like uh, apple just released a new ios right and they this is one of the first times ever they didn't give anybody a heads up right they announced it and the next day it was live for everybody to download so the developers had no time so i would say when fulton county was wrestling with this when it started to become more and more of a possibility where are we saying who are the the app developers on the other side that are going to come meet these other needs and who's talking to them instead it was like this recent ios release where it was like ta-da all of you figure it out And we were just like everybody else, but we could have come alongside and been more helpful.
0: Oh, that's a, that, that's a great point. And, and my turn to, to make a pitch to the, to the government folks, whether it be in transportation <laughs> or, or, or in education. We're not your competitors. Yeah. We, we're actually not the enemy. We're not competing for mm-hmm. your business. We, we're there to collaborate. And so the business of calling a Fulton County public-private... Sector um, get together yeah. to, f- to exchange ideas about how together the private sector and the public sector We can actually build a build a better planet
1: 100% I agree with that
0: Frank, thanks so much for being our guest yes, uh, Very helpful informative really interesting what you're doing keeping it up one of the things I do is uh, Is normally talk a little bit about? Um, uh, some data applied information turning data into information and so one of the things we got is um, some data just from this morning of, of of the current some of the current curves, um, and so um, what this what this shows um, is you know the, the death rate in the United States uh, you know the initial curve the 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 the, the, the 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 second curve over here, but now we're settling into this routine of, of roughly seven hundred deaths a day on average, and that's kind of a problem. Um, you know we, we sort of accepted that this is just how things are um, and and maybe that is a society of what we've chosen to tolerate but what I want to do is just have a look at this at this at this next curve um, and this is a um, from some modelers who one of the models that the White House uses for their Um, predictions and generally what's accepted is anything out of a month forward is is highly speculative and so I'm not I'm not representing this to be the truth but the speculation is that this curve over here is the projection that will happen if we sort of carry on what we're doing we're gradually getting more and more lackadaisical we're gradually getting more and more used to it this curve over here, the lower curve, is what would happen if we had universal mask wearing. And again, uh, this is just my big, uh, big plea to uh, uh, you know for the universal mask wearing. Uh, and I don't care whether it's government mandated or just privately adopted. Whatever the case, we, we've got to take the responsibility of co- you know, keeping our health, uh, ourselves, uh, uh, um, you know, healthy. But this, this. Uh, this curve over here is this last curve, which is this dramatic escalation, is what happens if we take our foot off the gas and just go back to like it was before. Everybody, you know, some folks are clamoring for, for reopening, but this is what it means. There's another, even, you know, which is that this is a, a graph of daily deaths. And we, you know, we think that it's sort of terrible right now, but, but, but acceptable. You know, again, this is the curve of uh, the current projection. This is what w- would be if we have universal mask wearing. But over here, this is what we do if, if you know, we'll, we'll rapidly, like Spain has done, it has gone back to uh, massive rates of infections. So uh, that's the, the data reading of the day. This is data that I scraped the, this morning. Uh, and so it's a... It's a it's just another example of, uh, of wear, wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance. We, we can reopen the economy and keep everybody safe. So thanks for Frank and thanks for joining us today uh, and for on Coping with COVID. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan. We'll see you again soon and stay safe and stay healthy.